the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The Bruce Hooley Show podcast is brought to you by HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. Creating jobs and restoring dignity one cup at a time. Good coffee doing good. Learn more at HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. I've never been elected to public office, never tried, so I probably don't have all the answers on acquiring the best talent for all the very consequential positions in a city as big as Columbus, Ohio. Andrew Ginther is taking what appears to me to be a very strange path to trying to get our city's crime problem under control. He is... Hiring people from a city that has a lot more crime than we do. Maybe he's taking the only good people from Detroit, Michigan, and that will yield better results here in Columbus, Ohio. We will discuss today here on the Bruce Hooley Show the third, third, I said, person from Detroit to fill a major position in our police division in the last seven months in the last seven months now whenever there's a big job open anywhere you typically hear the person who will be doing the hiring say that they are going to cast a wide net meaning they are going to look all over for applicants we supposedly did that when we hired Elaine Bryant as police chief, I assume we did that when uh, Columbus hired Lashana Potts as assistant chief of police. And now I'm beginning to wonder if we're doing that as the announcement of Jacqueline Hendricks Moore as the city's first inspector general is happening today. Uh, she will make $184,000 on a five-year contract. She was hired by the Progressive Civilian Police Oversight Review Board. Those 11 activists, many of whose Twitter you can check and find out in bold, clearly stated leftist viewpoints how anti-police they are. They don't even try to hide it. Didn't disqualify them. Not at all. So they apparently reached a 10-to-1 decision to recommend another uh, person from Detroit to come to Columbus, Ohio, and get a really good gig from the capital city's taxpayers. Now, I personally think the idea of the Civilian Review Oversight Board is a very dumb idea because I watch the news and I'm of the opinion that policing is a very complex job. 
It is a very difficult job, made more difficult in the past year or so since the death of George Floyd in Minneapolis, riots across the country, the um, politically advantageous, they thought, idea among Democrats that defunding the police, marginalizing the police, ending cash bail or severely reducing cash bail, trying to free the prisons of anyone who's locked up for just about anything. It's a tough time to be a cop. I don't think people like Rich Nathan, a former pastor, uh, and others who've never been police officers have any expertise at all or anything reasonable to lend to overseeing the activity of police. You may not know this, but every cop listening to this show knows this. Every police department everywhere has an internal affairs division. It is exactly what you would think it is. It is a division of cops who very often are not liked by other cops. Why is that? Because they are tasked with investigating their own and holding them accountable. Now, if I were to have a discussion after my show today with someone who was going to weigh in on what kind of show I had done, whether I had hit the proper headlines, whether I had presented cogent opinions, I would not want to have that conversation with, no offense, a plumber or an insurance salesman or, you know, a doctor. Because while I may value their opinion, I would view it through the prism of this is someone who's never done what I've done. Nor would I assume a plastic surgeon would want me to look at the way he sutured a wound and say, Oh, you know, that's a little that that's a little sloppy, isn't it, Doc? Because I've never done it. But Andrew Ginther has empowered people who clearly already don't like police to sit in judgment of police. And then he's empowered them to hire this woman from Detroit, Jacqueline Hendricks Moore, give her a five year contract, renewable if they so choose at $184,000 a year, and fund fund her inspector general's office to the tune of $1 million for the year. Now, do we have so much police misconduct alleged in our city that we need a department funded? With seven figures of taxpayers' money? The answer to that question is, of course, yes. Because, trust me on this, once you fund a department tasked with finding enough misconduct to justify the existence of itself, that department will miraculously find enough things to investigate to justify its existence. Yes, it is a self-fulfilling prophecy. So, maybe Andrew Ginther wants to be number one at something. Maybe that's something he wants to be number one at is violent crime. I don't know. We got a pretty good start toward it in 2021 with a record number of murders. Detroit is, uh, in the past year, according to the uh, FBI crime statistics, number two in the nation 
in violent crime per 100,000 citizens. We can't, uh, excuse me, I, I, I misspoke. I said we. I, I feel a kinship with Detroit now that we're taking all of their outstanding police people to come down here and set us straight in how we do policing. Detroit, not we, Detroit, came in second in violent crime per 100,000 people. 2,248 violent crimes per 100,000 people. That was just about 150 behind Memphis, Tennessee. What is the average rate across the United States of violent crime among 100,000 per 100,000 people? It's 387. Uh, Detroit is four, six, seven, 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 five and a half times that rate. Five and a half times. Now, this is not to say that I think Elaine Bryant or Lashana Potts or Jacqueline Hendricks Moore are the cause of that violent crime in Detroit. But it is to say that I call into question bringing in someone coming from a city where they clearly have not gotten a handle on violent crime. It would make me a little suspicious of their ability to get a handle on violent crime, which, you know, I admit part of the Hooley administration would be that we'd like to reduce violent crime, not grow it. Maybe Andy Ginther has different ideas, he and Zach Klein and, Shannon Harden and all the Democratic wokesters down there at City Hall probably have a different view of crime than I do. Bruce, no on crime. The Ginther administration seems to be thumbs up, have at it. And if that's the case, well, they're certainly hiring the right people to get that done. They are holding right now in New York City the funeral for Wilbert Mora, the second New York City police officer who died in the shooting in Harlem about a week ago. Uh, Officer Mora donated his organs to save the lives of others, so he was a servant not just in his life but in his death. They had the funeral yesterday in Houston for the constable who chose to work the night shift so that he could train other officers who left a six-figure job to become a law enforcement officer because it was always his life stream. He was shot to death, cold blood, by an illegal immigrant. Of course, the mainstream media not spending any time on that. Too bad he was not a white supremacist who killed a minority then it would be major headlines. It's his misfortune not to be a white supremacist. But we will talk about crime in the city of Columbus across our nation with Tom Soucy, the uh, purveyor of the Soucy Report. You can find it online, thesoucyreport.com. Tom, former Channel 6 uh, consumer reporter, just a really good reporter, and I uh, always look forward to talking to Tom. And he'll have the latest on the situation with the case of Chase Miola, Ohio State student, murdered in 2020. So stand by for that. Tom Susie will join us at 11.33 today. Of course, you, unless you've been uh, hibernating like Punxsutawney Phil or Buckeye Chuck, 
know that we have a big winter storm on the way. I didn't know we were naming winter storms now. I thought we were just naming hurricanes, but apparently we are naming winter storms. And this one is called uh, Winter Storm Landon. Supposed to hit this afternoon. Rain first. Maybe it's raining now. I haven't been outside for a couple hours. Uh, But the rain will turn to ice, and the ice will turn to lots of ice. And then we could get, what, three to four inches of snow, depending on where you are. Maybe six to eight inches of snow. Southern portion of Franklin County, Fairfield, and Pickaway County could see some serious ice accumulation. Maybe even a quarter of an inch. I remember, was it three, four years ago, we got a lot of ice early in the morning. At that point in time, I was working on a morning show. I couldn't get to work that day, so I don't know if tomorrow what our commute will be like. I know ODOT's ready for this. They say they're ready for it. Uh, They've given uh, the official designation winter storm warning to what's headed to Columbus. Uh, And they have all these metrics and models and uh, ways of saying what we're going to get. The National Weather Service says there's a 25% chance that Columbus will receive at least four inches of snow. Uh, Newark, you luck out. Uh, you have only an 8% chance of four inches of snow. Sorry about your luck, Bell Fountain, near my hometown. You have an 84% chance of four inches of snow. Uh, As for ice, Columbus has a 55% chance of seeing ice accumulate up to a quarter of an inch. Newark, less chance. And Bell Fountain, less chance. So they're going to get mostly snow in Bell Fountain. Uh, You're supposed to outfit your car with all manner of Emergency items if you plan on driving. Here's the list, the official list from the National Weather Service. Does anybody check these off on your in your mental Rolodex? And let me know how many of them you have in your car. Flashlight and extra batteries. Well, I have half that. I have a flashlight, no extra battery. Blankets and sleeping bag. That's a no. Hats, mitten, parkas, and boots. I have hat and gloves and a parka. No boots. First aid kit, that's a no. Non-perishable food, such as granola bars and dried nuts. I think I might have a few peanuts, but not anything that well-planned. Sand and kitty litter used for traction. Negative. Snow shovel, also negative. Bottled water, also, well, I usually have one with me. Cell phone, check, and charger. Eh, about half the time. Ice scraper, yes. Booster cables, no. Flares and triangles, no. So I'm I'm about half prepared, it seems, to uh, deal with the uh, fallout of uh, winter storm landing. Uh, Ron Hood, former state representative, hopes he is more adequately prepared to become the next governor of Ohio. Ron Hood has filed the paperwork to run for Ohio governor. He is a Republican, which means the race now has a new contender. Not sure how strong of a contender he is. My view of this is Ron Hood entering the race most likely to take votes away from Mike DeWine. I'm starting to think DeWine could be in some serious trouble here in the governor's race because of the polling, which I know the polling came from Jim Renacci, but man, the Ohio Press Network, whoo-wee, they had a two-parter on Mike DeWine's lockdown policies and why Mike DeWine is so in trouble with rural Ohio and in trouble with the Ohio business community? I mean, I read through this two-parter on the OhioPressNetwork.com, and I was like, wow, I forgot that. I forgot he did that. 
Remember when they had the bars have to shut down at 10 o'clock rule? COVID doesn't spread at 9.59, but at 10.01 it does? (laughs) This is just indicative of the stupidity that we allowed our elected officials to visit upon us during COVID. There's a Johns Hopkins study out today. It's just amazing how comprehensive it is. But not at all surprising in its conclusion. Its conclusion is that lockdowns did, quote, little or no good when it came to public health impact. Little to no good. It did do some good. Well, no, I'm sorry. It did do something significant when it came to other things because the study from Johns Hopkins says the lockdowns caused, quote, enormous economic and social impact which it termed devastating. Domestic violence, psychological issues, and as a businesses, and that's where DeWine is going to be in trouble in Ohio because we have a ton of restaurants and bars that have not come back and probably never will come back because Mike DeWine picked winners and losers in the lockdown thing. And the other thing, a lot of people, you know, a lot of people don't even remember why. And you may be like this. How many people... If you said, if I said to you, do you have somebody you really, really, really don't like? And you might say, yeah, I got maybe one or two people like that. And if I said, why? You might know why on one. On the other one, you might be, well, I can't really remember why. I just know I don't. That's the way a lot of people view Mike DeWine. They've forgotten about the woman sitting outdoors at the football game who got tased by some, you know, COVID crusader cop, they've forgotten that in their conscious mind, but not in their subconscious mind. They just know. They hated to see her tased and accosted like she was some kind of a criminal. Meanwhile, people stream across our southern border. Not that that's Mike DeWine's fault, but in your head, you never know where those thoughts are going to bang into each other. And you're going to be like, you know, I don't remember why I don't like Mike DeWine. I just remember I don't like Mike DeWine. And it might be the woman who got tased at the football game. It might be some shutdown of a bar. It might be you were in a bar and somebody came up and cited you for standing up. And if you'd have been sitting down, you wouldn't have got cited. So every new candidate that comes in on the Republican side, I think, hurts Mike DeWine. And Ron Hood is in. He is from Asheville. His running mate is Candace Keller from Butler County. I was hoping the sheriff down there in Butler County would run. I like that guy. Uh, They're uber conservative, which also hurts Mike DeWine. So uh, that is the latest on the GOP race. For the latest on crime in Columbus and the newest helper from Detroit, Tom Soucy is next. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.